Welcome to the podcast. This is Shades of Grey's, a dark and twisty podcast. I'm Bethany. And I'm Katie. We are here doing our very first episode. Mm-hmm. We're looking at Grey's Anatomy week by week. Um, we're going to go through each episode, starting with season one, episode one. A Hard Day's Night. A Hard Day's Night. It came out on March 27th, 2005. I was a freshman, 15-year-old freshman in high school. Mm. I was... In the sixth grade, and just awkward and uncomfortable as could be. Um, Which is what the interns are in the hospital. They are! They're like the little they're, freshmen, the little middle yeah, schoolers. they are the little awkward underclassmen yeah. of the hospital universe. Um, full disclosure, this is our second try at recording. Um, I am very new to audio editing and irreverably... What is it? Irrevocably? Irrevocably, yeah. Messed up the first one. Uh, so we're we're here, and I will tell all the embarrassing stories I told the first time around, which is that in the sixth grade, I got my period and bled through my pants in math class. <laughs> yep, um, been there. Super embarrassing. Um, had a zit on my nose, and a girl called me a witch. Um, those Thanks, are- girl. I'm not cool. going to name her name. I almost just said it. Christina Yang. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So um, freshman in high school is where you were at. And you went to a pretty small school. I went to a very small Christian school. And freshman year wasn't that bad for me. So it wasn't like an awkward middle school. Yeah. It was, it was pretty chill. Yeah. Our middle yeah. school was like 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. So we were like brand new to this school, literally no idea what's going on. Yeah. Like, just really That's rough. That's the worst. It's really rough. Also, <laughs> I had a science teacher named Mr. Chacho who was so mean and he made me cry and he Mr. was just... Mr. Chacho. Mr. Chacho. And then other teachers was like, he's actually really nice. He plays jazz piano. And I was like, I don't care about jazz piano. Like, okay. Not all jazz piano players. It does not equal no, I'm niceness. Not... <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. You don't just like... Oh, well, you have this amazing talent. Oh, well, then I guess you're not a jerk. Like, oh, you like jazz. You're okay. Also, TBH, I don't like jazz. So So maybe you were a little bit biased against him. Maybe a little biased. (laughs) Who's to say? Um, Jada is also here with us. She's our pup caster. Um, We took her collar off, so it's not so jingly. But if you hear some woofs and barks, things like that. That's Jada. It is not us. It's, It's really not. Um, also, full disclosure, I have a cold right now. This is Katie speaking. Oh, no. So my voice will sound different in other recordings <laughs> when I do not have a cold. Maybe <laughs> maybe I'll get so good at audio editing, I can edit it so you sound healthy. Oh, is that a thing? No. <laughs> no not no, that I know no, of. Probably not. Uh, I can make you sound like a robot, though. Oh, well, that's great. <laughs> Way better. Definitely better. Um, <laughs> so you might have seen... Um, Oh, let's talk about Grey's Anatomy. So. <laughs> what? Is that what we're here what? for? Um, so when I, uh, when it came out, I was in the sixth grade and I feel like my mom and my sister watched it like semi-regularly. Like it wasn't a huge family thing to like sit down and watch it every single week. But yeah, it was sometimes like we, we would like sit together and watch it. It was kind of an event. Especially yeah. the special, super special episodes. The like double episode yeah. or it was, like super long or, um. I made you cry for hours. Oh my gosh, so much crying. I know, I'm like, I was thinking this week about, like, patients that I remember, and I'm like, when we get to such and such a case, I am going to cry, because uh-huh. I cried then. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, like as soon as certain episodes start, I just can't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I, Katie and I, you know, it started, the show started at different points in our lives. We have pretty similar of followings like we watched it for a while and then fell off the wagon and mm-hmm. then binged it when it was on Netflix right at first and then kind of fell back off so yeah um yeah that... so both of us have not seen the most recent season or two yeah I, I feel like but we were very dedicated to the original yeah few se- first few seasons oh and, man yeah and we will watch through we will make it we, oh, we will definitely watch through all of it yeah so if you're like a hardcore fan of the current stuff, we'll get there um, eventually. <laughs> <We're> sorry, <laughs> but um, we are going to take it chronologically to kind of do mm-hmm. a nice like, oh, remember when? And also, kind of look at like what was life like in 2005? How was it portrayed on TV? The fashion that we remember so fondly. Oh boy, and not so fondly. Yep, and. I mean, the music, which I think is a big yes. thing for both of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, the soundtracks. Um, I had the first two seasons, the the soundtracks, on CD. Yep. Got those, like, immediately when I could. Nice. Um, and I had the, I think, the first season on DVD. Yeah. So I watched this first season a lot. Oh, a lot. Yeah. So well, many times. Before Netflix was a thing. Like, yes. before TV show. Well, maybe yeah. they had, like, the mail-in Netflix, but... Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't the bingeable... Streaming service that it yeah. is now. Um, yeah, I had one, two, and three... Um, the first three seasons soundtrack. Um, I got them as a Christmas gift from my sister Kayla, and um, it was the first time I ever, like, had music that wasn't, like, top 40s radio stuff. Like, there's some what I would call weird, like, indie stuff. Indie, sort of deep cut, yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's the kind of music that really formed my taste in a lot of music. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I meant to look up the music picker, uh, but I didn't. Oh, but shouts out to them. Yeah, for real. The person who decided on the soundtrack. Yeah. And also music-related, every episode is named after a song, not a song that's in the episode, but... Yes. But it is, like, a song title... Is the title of every episode. That's a so lot. that's fun. Yeah, it so is mu- fun. So music is really important and was important from the beginning in this show. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, 20 things you didn't know about Grey's Anatomy, and it's always, like, each episode title is a song title. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Like, I already know that. <laughs> so this first episode is called A Hard Day's Night after... The Beatles. Yes. Hard, hard Day's Night. It's a hard day's night. Again, like a dog. There's also, don't they have, isn't that the name of their movie too? Beatles yeah, movie? yeah, they made a movie. Yeah, yeah, a Hard Day's Night movie. And it's sort of like documentary, sort of fictionalized. It's of, the 60s and we're goofy. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. I've yeah. never seen it. I haven't either. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't really interest me. No, but um no, that's okay. Yeah. It so, doesn't have to. It, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so um let's let's do it. Let's go scene let's by scene. Dive on in to yeah. the halls of Grays. To the halls of Seattle Grace. Grace. Yeah. To the halls of Grace. <laughs> um so when the series starts, we see a man laying on the floor. Well, yeah, we get sort of a voiceover of yes. Meredith, yes, who we find out is Meredith later on. Her voiceover talking about the game, and it's sort of a doesn't it open with like sort of medically 
Like, sort of a vague Yeah, like, hey, this is about doctors kind of imagery. Like, someone's doing, like, a surgery, but it's not, like, about the surgery. Yeah, it feels reminiscent of other medical TV shows in that moment, but then, you know, we get the flash to what's going on with Meredith currently, and, um... And we find out what Grey's really is all about. <laughs> and they're in, they're in her living room, and there is a naked man on the floor. He is so naked. Um, he has a pillow covering his tush. Yeah, she throws the pillow down, and so you just barely get a glimpse of like, oh, there's butt there. <laughs> Boy butt. Um, yeah, uh, so we see Meredith Grey is the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we call her Mare. Yeah. And other things. Yes. But, um. Yeah, I call her Mare a lot in my Yeah. <laughs> um, so she's woken up and she's waking him up and trying to get him out of the house because she's late and she's got to get ready for work and it's her first day. Yep. And it's clear that their, um, overnight tumble sort of went all over the all living over room. All over the living room. <laughs> yeah. And, um. Yeah, we get we find out that his name is Derek because yep. she forgets. <laughs> yeah, he has to reintroduce like it was himself. Nice to meet you. And and then he offers like, oh, Derek. Derek, yeah, and then she yeah. offers Meredith because yeah. it, it's not necessarily clear that he remembers her name either. Like, but I think he did. Yeah, <laughs> he probably did. Yeah. Um, and this house that they're in has like boxes everywhere. There's sticky notes on stuff. Like, there is a toilet brush. <laughs> On the mantelpiece above the fireplace, and it's the best thing. It is my favorite thing in the whole first episode. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I took a picture and I put it on our Instagram, which we'll talk about later, but... Yeah, we'll um, give you all the places to find us. It's very, it's a very quick thing, but it must have just been like the set designers were, oh, things are a mess. She just moved in. There's boxes everywhere. Oh, wouldn't it be kooky? Yeah. Let's put the... The oh. toilet brush on the mantelpiece. She's as so you would. Disorganized and goofy. Yeah, totally. Um, her bangs are great when oh, she first wakes up. Meredith and Derek's hair in this whole first episode. <laughs> it's the best. It's really it's, good. I think it's the best that their hair is the entire way through. Yeah. Well, so Katie was a cosmetologist, and so yes. you know a thing or two about I the hairs. go to school for that. But yeah. also, I just, I'm a fan of that style, yeah. that sort of undone style. Like, oh, does my hair look great? I didn't even know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. It's amazing. <laughs> um, so there's kind of a thing about, like, whose house it is. They sort of go back and forth, Derek and Meredith, and... She's like, oh, it was my mom's house, and he apologizes, and because she said was, and so he assumes that her mom is deceased. But then it's kind of like unclear. She's like, oh no, my mom's not dead, but there's something there that yeah. they don't tell us really about. Yeah, um, but like when I see sticky notes on stuff and whatever, to me that says like this is going to somebody because someone has died. Like, yeah, that's what I think of. Like, remember that episode of Gilmore Girls where Emily was like, put sticky notes on everything you want when I die. Yeah. <laughs> She, like, definitely was not dead yet, but they were, like, supposed to label what they wanted. Like, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah, it's that sort of figuring out where everything's going to go, because otherwise it's just... A big question mark. It's a lot of work for the people left behind. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. (laughs) So, Derek leaves, and... um, Derek leaves, and then Meredith gets ready and goes, and you see her leaving her house, and... We get the first, like, big music moment yes! of the whole series, which is Portions for Foxes by Rilo Kiley, which was 
very important to me or is important to me yeah. because it was the first time I heard Jenny Lewis sing and she's been my favorite ever since pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Jenny Constantly. Lewis is great. Um, Katie and I got to see Jenny Lewis perform in the summer of 2017 um, at the at Eau Claire's. I hope she comes again this year. Yeah. Please, Jenny, please, please come again. Jenny. Um, and, yeah. And yeah, and we got to meet her briefly because um, she came to town that one time. Yeah. I got to meet her briefly. And yeah, she was so like that was cool. Visiting someone in town and then happened to be where we were for our, my, our friend's birthday. And then um, Jenny Lewis straight up like sang happy birthday to our friend. It was amazing. It was great. And like as much as we love our friend, we were also geeking out about. Yeah. 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 Love you, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> we love you, Jeff, but... But you're no Rilo <laughs> Kiley. Um, and that's okay, because none of us are, because she is. But yeah, yeah Jenny you get Lewis. Those, go, those first couple notes of her of, uh, yeah, portions for foxes as she's leaving the house, and then sort of the scenic... Uh, Seattle yep. views as she's driving. Yeah, there's some B-roll that of Seattle. It's just kind of to set the scene of like where we are and there's ferry boats and um, barges and I don't know what else. There's just like water and stuff like it's that. It's a city. Yeah. Yeah. She has Meredith wearing like a white button downs kind of Lucy. Like it's like a little bit rumpled and then yeah. khakis. Um, stuff that was probably thrown on the floor. Yep. Or, you know, on so, in some weird like place. Like packed up. Or, you know, in like the fridge or something. Because <laughs> that's she's how so she organized. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, so then she comes in. And A little she, late to yeah. the, into uh, an OR. Yep. That all the other interns are in there and we... Get to see Richard for the first time. Richard Weber. Yep, he's the chief. He's of the chief of surgery. surgery. Yeah, yeah. He has a great mustache. Oh my gosh, his mustache is um, so cute. Which I totally forgot about, and then you know, going back is like, oh, yeah. mustache. <laughs> so all the interns are kind of like looking around the OR. They, like it reminds me of um, like scenes where somebody like walks outside and looks up at the stars and like spins around and is like wow like what an amazing thing yeah but they're in the OR and so they kind of like show all the interns faces that are going to be the main characters yeah you get an idea of who's going to be who you need to look out for yep. basically yeah and um, um there's lots of like sad argyle and khakis <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah, like, sort of the... 2005 professional wear. Yeah. Yeah. Business Young business casual. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, and the chief is kind of giving this big gravitas speech about, like, this many of you will fail, and this many of you will pick easier things, and this yeah. many of you will this. Like, kind of saying, like, not everybody's going to last. And he kind of ties in the sports metaphors, yep. again, that Meredith inexplicably... <laughs> Had in her original yeah. monologue. Yes. <laughs> so, such a strange choice. Yeah. But, you know, the game. Like, this is the game. Yep. You need to compete and, yeah, play or get out. Yep. Kinda. And then um, the chief lets us know that there are seven years of surgical residence. So, that sort of sets the show up um, for a certain amount of time. Obviously, it's gone beyond that. But yes. um, it does sort of set it up for, like, Okay, here here we go. This is day one of like a huge long important yep. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then we get the title page really quickly. No theme song yet. Right. It's kind of the pilot. So It's the pilot. Yeah. yeah. So and then um, we are in the locker room with all the interns and they're getting ready. Yeah, it's a co-ed locker room. So they're just like kind of changing into their scrubs like mm-hmm. they're 
I don't know. It's I think it's a little weird that it's co-ed, but like maybe that's regular times at a I, hospital. Yeah, I have no idea. I've never been in a locker room in a hospital. Let us know, doctors listening. D- yeah. By the way, um, any medical <laughs> jargon, we guarantee we will try our best, but we really might not get but it right. But our best is your worst. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Meredith and Christina are sitting, Christina Yang, Mm -hmm. um, is played by Sandra Oh, um, and, and she's amazing, and we love her. Oh my gosh, I love her so much. Yeah, she, she's a little questionable sometimes with some of her things in the first few episodes especially, but. Yeah, so they are sort of saying like, wow, can you believe how few women are here? Yeah, what is it, six out of 20 women. Yeah. So that's Meredith and Christina talking back and forth. And then Christina's like, oh, and one of them's a model. Like, did you hear? She's kind of passing on this rumor. <sighs> and then she's like, seriously, that's going to help with the respect thing? And I'm like, all right. So <laughs> we should just respect people. Um, yeah. Regardless respect of models, What too. they do. Also, yeah. like, I don't know. You've never been a model. It's hard, probably. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, she just wants to write that person up. Um, did I ever tell you I did modeling as a child? No. Are you a baby model? Not a baby. So when I was like seven, there was an open call for Barbizon modeling. Mm -hmm. And I got picked, like 12 kids got picked out of like 300 kids. Sure. And um, I did like 12 weeks of modeling classes. And then at the end, we did like headshots. And I remember my mom like helping me like change into different outfits and doing a this and a that. And I was like, I don't like this part. And she was like, well, this is it. Like, this, this is this is the modeling This part. is the modeling. And I was like, oh, let's not um, send out my headshots. So I didn't. But I could have been in like, it was like for print stuff. Like, yeah, Coles. you could have been like Sears catalog. Catalog. Sort of. Yeah. But... This is embarrassing, but also, <laughs> um, the song Lucky by Britney Spears was very popular, and sure. I literally was like, this is about me. <laughs> she's so lucky, she's a star, but she cry, cry, cries with the lonely heart thinking. Yeah, I felt very connected to that. So, Oh, it was speaking to you. Somewhere, there's some photos of me. I had very long blonde braids at the time, which was pretty cute. Um, but yeah, we never sent them out. So you're not going to like find me in a Sears catalog or anything. Oh man. Anyway, modeling (laughs) is hard. And it's so hard. We've both watched a lot of Next Top Model. (laughs) Oh yeah. We've watched almost all of the Next Top Model. Mm. And I've watched all of it up until the point where they moved to VH1 recently. I haven't seen a lot of the recent stuff. Yeah. Anyway, don't shit on people so we just because they're models. We know all the things about models because of that. <laughs> it just is like, okay, come on. Like, you're, you're already saying how many few women are here, so why are you demeaning one of them? Yeah. I don't know. Ugh. It just is crappy. Yeah. Um, For someone that almost immediately you're like, okay, this is the strong, the strong female. Yes. Sort of archetype. Like, yes. she is going to go get what she wants, and no one's going to stand in her way. But she's breaking down another girl. uh, Yeah, you don't don't do it. You don't got to do that. Um, Yeah, so then uh, George is there. George is there. George O'Malley. He he remembers Meredith, and he remembers her very, very vividly from (laughs) the mixer the night before. (laughs) I'm so 
sorry. He's so awkward. He just is He's like so sad. Oh, I remember you, you were you were wearing this and that and whatever. And then Christina and Mayor both look at him and he's like, I'm not gay. Like it, I just oh. And they just keep looking at him like, ah, okay, honey. Oh, honey. He, honey. <laughs> yeah, he's like very awkward and um sweet and sweet. Yeah, bumbly, mumbly. <sighs> hometown like, boy kind of a yeah. little cutie. Yeah. Poor George. Almost immediately. That's the archetype that he is. It's it like, poor George. Oh, poor George. Georgie Porgy. Georgie Porgy. Um, and then is this when they all find out they have Bailey? Yes. They start walking after their names are called for Bailey. And they're, they're like, oh, the Nazi. Yep. Like, you have the Nazi? Me too. And um, Isabel Stevens, Izzy, uh, joins up. A tall... Blonde lady, she's got her hair in a clippy in the back, and yep, she's very optimistic. Like, oh, maybe it's a maybe it's sort of a joke, like a play on. Maybe that's why they call her the Nazi because she's, she's really nice, or he or he's really nice, or something. Like, they, they're brilliant, or people are jealous, or whatever. And then instantly, that optimism. Christina is like, oh, you're the model. Like she just, like, <sighs> a, like, yeah, the. You have to be upbeat to be a model, or a model is obviously the upbeat one. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's that obvious, or it should have been that obvious that Izzy was the model. Like, she's not... She's definitely pretty, but she's not, like, crazy high fashion, like, Iman kind of a... Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's not, like, a... I don't know. High... F- yeah. She's, she's not high she fashion. She just doesn't look like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And they don't they don't clarify what kind of model she is. I to guess, be fair, from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so everybody, there's not everybody. There's a bunch of doctors standing around um, at a nurse's station, and they just know apparently that one of them is. Well, Bailey. someone, yeah, someone gestures when they ask where Bailey is, and they gesture that way, and they're like, "Oh, that's Bailey. Like she doesn't look that bad." And it's like, okay, there's like five people around this. Like, how did they know? Yeah, yeah. this nurse's station, but it just happens to be her. Like, they, they figured it out somehow. <laughs> yeah, something, they figured something it out. Something gave it away. Uh, Miranda Bailey is her name. She's played by Chandra Wilson. Yes. Um, so she gives them kind of a tour, gives the rules. So she is their resident, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So, yes, yeah, she's she's their resident. She's in charge of them, but she's just, like, a step higher on the food chain, sort of. Or a few steps higher, because it's, like, they're the first, they're first-year interns, and then probably second-year interns would be a little bit above them. Yeah, um, and she makes it clear that they are the bottom of the surgical food chain. Yes, her syncopation in, in delivering her lines is just the best. So good. It's so good. It's very, like, yeah, and you know she is not messing around. Like, no, no. I really like that about Bailey. She's never here to, like, ah, we're just chilling. It's a joke time. Like, she's always, like, we're working. We're busting it. And, like, when I, I move, you move. Just like that. Yeah, she does say when I move, you move, and it's really hard to not sing the rest it's of that. It's really hard to not, too. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she's kind of giving them the rundown, saying, like, if I'm sleeping, don't page me unless they're dead or dying. Yeah. Like, really trying to, like, lay down the rules. And um, they're all kind of following her around, like, puppies following around a mom. Like, yeah. oh, what's next? What's next? Like, yeah. They're the new little babies. <laughs> um, and then Bailey gets a page, and there is someone coming um, to, to the helipad. To the helipad. So that kind of sets up Seattle Grace as a more... Um, it's a big hospital. It's a big hospital. Like, it's a teaching hospital, and it's just... A big, it's yeah. a big deal in the city. It's not 
like rink, a little dinky. rink-a-dink. Yeah. Yeah. So they all, all the interns um, go up. So it's George, Meredith, Izzy, and Christina are mm-hmm. all going with Bailey up to the helipad. Um, there is a goof. Um, Izzy has her glasses on for one second and then they're off again. <laughs> um, and I just really like that stuff. She just so. really needed her glasses for just a second. Just when they a second. <laughs> Maybe they started to blow away or something. Just a split second. <laughs> um, so the patient, Katie Bryce, Katie is, Bryce has been airlifted in. to Seattle Grace and she is seizing when she gets on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get her stabilized in a room and everything. Yep. And then... Bailey's handing out assignments to each individual intern. Yep. And Burke comes in. Burke is a surgical attending. He's the cardiothoracic surgeon. Yes. So he's a higher, he's sort of the highest of the high be below um, the chief. The chief. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he comes in. He has a gravitas about him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and he says, let's shotgun her. And it's nice because... Whether that's just a Burke-ism or something that is always said in the hospital, it's like, I don't know what that means. And so then Bailey kind of tells the interns, that means we're running every test in the book. So at the same time, she's telling us, who also do not know what it means, and they do that a lot in this show. Like, they sort of will use a medical term, and then they'll explain it for you, which is handy. It is. And then I feel like sometimes they intentionally say very complicated medical things so that you're as overwhelmed as the patients would be. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they'll say some really long name, and then they'll shoot to the patient who's just, like, jaw uh, open. Uh, what? Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And you're supposed to have that same thing, so. Um, yep. Yep, they're going to run every test but, for Katie Bryce. Yep, and they hand off all the assignments to everybody. And um, Izzy gets rectal exams. Oh, no. Izzy gets rectal exams. Of course she does. Because she kind of came on a little strong, I think, when they first met Miranda. And it was like, oh, she's the fuzzy, happy one. Cutesy, blonde. send her to the butts right away. (laughs) Get that over with. (laughs) Send her to the butts right away. So, um. Nip that in the butt. Oh, nice (laughs) Uh, <laughs> so they by Jim starts playing, um, and it is a is that the operatic uh, music? Uh, yeah. Yep. So that is actually, I don't know if it's necessarily sampled from, but um, it's a play on Bach's Prelude and Fugue Number no. Twelve in F Minor. So mm. says the internet. Um, do, do, I did not know that do, just from my do. brain. I promise. <laughs> yeah, it's the perfect uh, rectal exam. Music. It really is. I don't know how they yeah. found that to be the perfect rectal exam music, but it but really they is. found it. And it's... it sort of gives that sort of, that, like, jittery anxiety that all of them are feeling like, oh, we've got to do, go do these things that we don't yeah. totally know what we're doing, but we're going to go do them. And... Oh, yep. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we get a montage of the different characters doing Doing their things. Yeah, George is talking about uh, Burke and is like, I hear he's good. Yeah, talking to a patient. Yeah, which is sweet. He's like trying to reassure them. Um, Yes, he's the sweet one. He's very mumbly, like even in that scene. Oh, my. You don't totally know what he's mumbling. If it was in real life, you'd ask him to repeat himself. Yeah. Many times. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, George, what? Like, okay. Speak louder. Say Use it. your words. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Yang is really eager to get in on a surgery. She's like, I heard that they pick someone on the first day. And 
Yes, she, like, knows that there's some tradition about interns. Like, one intern gets to scrub it on day one, and she really is Which gunning for it. I think is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and Meredith is pushing around Katie Bryce. Yep, trying to take her to go get some tests done. And she is lost. Oh, poor Meredith. <coughs> it's only her first day. She doesn't know where everything is. And, yeah. Katie has her red right away. She's like, oh, no, you're lost. You know? <laughs> She's you don't like, know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. And Katie is talking about her lost. Spokane teen miss pageant that she does rhythmic gymnastics. And then she's saying, like, I guess this is maybe has happened before. or No, she was in the hospital because she fell. She fell. Which is a little bit of a plot point that yep. you figure out later actually means something. But she had previously been in the hospital um, because she had twisted her ankle and... Yeah, she fell doing her talent or practicing her talent rhythmic gymnastics. And she tells Meredith, the last time I didn't get stuck with someone this clueless. And she was like a nurse. Which is... Stop shitting on nurses number one in my notes. Because like, yep. <laughs> that happens several times. It does happen. And I feel like eventually in Grey's Anatomy, the nurses have their day. Yeah. But it's such Which, like an so easy it, thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what? Yeah, it's kind of a trope that is very outdated and yeah, sad. But it does kind of set up for future plots. So yeah, at least they're, at least they're kind of aware of how questionable it is and trying to do something about it later on but anyways it's unfortunate nurses are great nurses are great yeah um so then they are having lunch they are having lunch it's a table full of interns but only a few of them are actually speaking yeah (laughs) which is like oh i get it all the interns aren't together but only a couple of them matter. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Christina mentions that Meredith is inbred. Which. And they just automatically know that that means that she, her mother was a surgeon also, which that's not what inbred means. Inbred actually does not mean that. That's not. That's not she it. She could have said Meredith is a legacy. Meredith is a shoe in Meredith has royal surgeon blood or something. Or even just explained what she meant by inbred. Like, maybe George could have been, like, what? She's inbred? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, wait, I have a crush on her. So. Right. No, everybody's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I know what inbred means. It means you have famous doctor parents. Right. Um, maybe that's a thing. Maybe that's just a. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, but they name Meredith's mom, Alice Gray. Alice Gray. So now we know what her mom's name is. And Christina, I think it's Christina, calls her a living legend. Mm. So that kind of lets us know that mom is alive. Well, and Meredith said that at the beginning. Oh, that, she does say yeah, she's alive. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like, okay, we know that her mom was this famous surgeon. Mm-hmm. Um, Meredith comes in, so they kind of hush up about mom talk. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, <laughs> She's complaining about Katie Bryce. She says, I'd Kevorkian in her. Oh, my gosh. Which is quite the quite the phrase. It's, like, super dramatic and just not how that... That's not what Dr. Kevorkian did. He didn't, like, yeah, strangle people because he was mad at them. <laughs> like, that he wasn't... You know what I mean? Well, maybe it's a different Kevorkian. Perhaps. Know. Perhaps that Kevorkian is in red. <laughs> maybe. And it, it, he, all, it all comes together. <laughs> And Izzy doesn't want to eat because of too many rectal exams. Which, yeah. I mean. I get it. I got you, girl. And <laughs> we get a very beautiful view of George's haircut. Oh, it's so bad. Which his mom definitely cut. 
like for him, like in the kitchen. Scissors in the kitchen for sure. Definitely. No professional did that. Oh, it's it's so it just adds to like his childlike Yeah. Innocent little boy. Sweet little boy. Yeah. Yeah. Little puppy dog. Totally. Yeah. Oh man. <sighs> um, which in the next scene we get another well, so Burke comes into the Intern lunch into the table. lunchroom, and he is talking about, oh, I'm going to pick one of you Yes, for this procedure to do a, an appendectomy. An appendectomy. Yep. And um, he picks George. George is his guy. Hey, no bites. Hey. George, be my thumb. That's not nice. Yeah, George is his guy, and... Um, yeah, he picks he picks George, and George is excited and happy about it. Yeah. And everybody's jealous. And then we kind of get a flash to Burke and Bailey <laughs> walking and talking down the hallway. And Bailey says, oh, Mally's a puppy. <laughs> That's that syncopation again. Like, oh, Mally's a puppy. That was really good, yeah. Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, she, she feels kind of bad for George about... That Burke, about picked, that Burke him. picked him. Yeah. Because it was kind of picking on him, like making him a... Like singling him out, making yeah, him an example. An example for the other interns. And then we get a nice transition of Katie's parents walking past yes. at the same time, and they come into the room. So that, that was a cool uh, filmy thing. Yeah, totally. And, like, you kind of get the idea that, like, there's business happening everywhere at the hospital. Like, it's so busy. Yeah. They just happen to be on the same... On the same floor. Yeah. Yeah. So Meredith is in the room and the parents come in and they just have so many questions immediately. Yeah. It's like maybe they just got there is sort yeah. of what it seems like. Yeah. It's like Katie got airlifted there so then they had to like drive there. Like, what is going on? Yeah. Why? Yeah. And all they the, want all answers. the questions. They want answers and Meredith does not have them and she no. is so anxious like backing out slowly. Like I, I am a doctor but... I'm not Katie's doctor, and I'll go get the doctor for you. And uh, I, but, but I am a doctor, but hang on, like, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I would be doing the exact same thing like, in that situation. Yep. Like, don't ask me these questions. Oh, right, because you don't want to get it wrong. Like, you don't want to say the oh, wrong thing and then have yeah. a parent be like, uh-uh, that girl like, said. maybe I kind of know, but I don't really know. Yeah. So then she goes to find Bailey and is like, hey, where's Burke? Like, the parents have mm-hmm. questions. And Bailey's like, actually, Burke's not on the case Burke's anymore. Burke's off this case. Now Katie's going to be with a Dr. Shepard. And she points to where Meredith can go find Dr. Shepard. And she walks through the door. Of the staircase, the staircase door. Yep, she's like and going to find him. Slow motion, and this dun 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 moment, and you see <laughs> Doctor Shepard over with a couple other people, and Doctor Shepard is is naked, Derek. He's, except he's not naked anymore. It's so it's Derek. Great, he does this excellent double take they're like looking over a file together and he looks up and sees her because there's like motion in the room you know he just looks up he looks back down and then like looks back up at her clicks in his brain (laughs) oh wait 
Oh, that's the girl from the bar. And so Meredith kind of runs away. Yeah, and she he's... runs back into the stairway, which is our first sort of this is the stairwell moment. Like it's a little bit private, but not really that private. Yeah, there's a lot of those at Seattle Grace, and the, the stairway is definitely one of them. Yeah. And so um, Derek excuses himself from the colleagues and goes to find her. Rushes after her, and he's happy that she's there. He, he's excited. Like, yeah, he's like very tickled. And she, it's like, oh, good to see you. Like, she is horrified. Like, oh no, I slept with my boss and didn't know it. Oh, well, and yeah, my boss is boss. My boss is boss. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not the girl from the bar and you're not the guy from the bar. Like, this is inappropriate. We're not Which doing it is. this. Oh, yeah, it's so, definitely inappropriate. But boy, does he. He just is he really looking likes at her, her with those eyes. Yeah. Like, he just feels all kinds of things. He's Twitter painted, this girl if you will. that he just met last night. Yeah. So also, she, peak Derek hair moment oh, in the stairway. That's the best. His it's hair so is so good. It's so good. Um, but yeah, Meredith is really trying her best to be professional and decline. Yes. And be like, hey, we work you. together. You yeah. cannot do this. Yeah. Yeah. And let me just put out there, anybody like in a position of authority like that, dating somebody under their authority is like, there's just the instant power differential makes it not okay. Like, no, in my opinion. It's super inappropriate. And of course there are going to be exceptions and yeah. like, yeah, maybe it worked out for you. But in general, it's not a good thing. Generally, you got, it's something you need to be aware of. Yeah. Any kind of power differential is... The awareness yeah. of this is the most important thing. And yeah. he doesn't seem to be quite so well, aware that it is inappropriate. Or it doesn't It doesn't bug him as much. Maybe he's like, <laughs> can't get in her shoes. And that was, ooh, get in her pants, get in her shoes. Sorry. Well, he already got in her pants. Uh, but um, he has not gotten into her shoes. He can't, like, understand maybe what it's like for her or doesn't yeah. care that it's such a big risk for her or whatever. But, um, yeah, so Meredith is like, goodbye. We're, I but gotta go. boy, does he like her. Yeah. And now we are, we are at George's surgery. George is getting ready for yes. his big appendectomy. To me, he he's is excited. He's Burke's guy. He's he's the guy, and all the interns are climbing into the They're like all in the observation room, like yeah, eating their snacks. The guy from Heroes is there. Yes, yeah. Uh, the char- the character is Mohinder Suresh, I think, and he was a doctor in that too. Yeah, yeah, but um. They yeah. everybody yeah has their snacks, including Izzy. She's gotten yeah, over. Finally, she's the bus eating. <laughs> she's and over it. So you know everybody is sort of like betting and hooping and hollering and like mm-hmm. it's it's snacks and a show. They're having a lot of fun and um, Boki is there. She's Boki. one of the surgical nurses. She's, yeah, she's the scrub nurse. Um, she shows up a lot. I, I whenever I see her, I'm like Boki, Boki, like, it's Boki. Um, she's great. So, yep, George is doing the things. Yes, everyone is sort of betting against him that he's going to do bad. And Meredith is like, no, that's one of us. Guys. But everybody's just so glad it's not them. But also really jealous that it's not them. Yeah. Like, at the same time. Right. Everybody wants to succeed, but nobody wants to fail in front of everybody. Like, Yeah. Yeah. And so George is working away, and he's supposed to pull on the purse strings. Which, which seems a, like yuck. It's a yucky term. Yeah, yeah. so Burke is kind of walking him through it, and is like, okay, pull on the purse strings, but be careful not to... Oh no, he pulled it too hard. George he pulled too up. hard. He broke the purse strings. And then Burke is like, okay, now there's fluid leaking in the blah, blah, blah. What are you going to do? And 
George doesn't know what to do. No, he freezes, which oh. is probably what Burke expected him to do at some point. Oh no, that it feels like he thing. set him up to fail. Well, he kind of did. I think that was the whole the whole point. Like maybe if you did it absolutely perfect, then it'd be like, oh hey, great. But they're first year interns. It's their first day on the job. They're not going to do everything. They're not going to do it perfect. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's the other um, surgical nurses or whoever else is in there is like, hey, pressure's dropping. Like, what are we going to do? You know, and it feels like forever yeah. that he's just yeah. standing there. And, uh, and finally, Burke pushes him out of the way and uh, calls him a pansy ass, which is just, oh, it's so yucky. He calls like, him don't. a pansy ass idiot. Yeah. Like, that is so mean and so sad. It's very sad. It's also sort of foreshadowing to some issues. Some real life like stuff. Some, some backstage issues which that is Isaiah like, Washington and uh, what's his name? T.R. Knight. T.R. Knight. Yes. Yeah. Some backstage issues that led to Isaiah's exit of the show. Yeah. But anyway. Um, yeah. So he. And all the other people are. All the other uh, interns are calling him 007. Yeah. So it's like, it's really fun. They're all having fun. And then, uh, oh, emergency. Mm-hmm. And so it's like really, really fun. And then it's not. And then uh, Alex is the first one. Alex Karev is another intern that's not on Bailey's service, but is another character. Yeah, he wasn't supposed to be a big character. He was supposed to be just a small bit part, but... He comes in stronger in the second episode. He Mm -hmm. gets switched to her service, but he calls him 007, and some people need explaining for that. Um, (laughs) 007? What? And it's... License to kill. License to kill, like James Bond. So um, that becomes George's nickname, um, and then they are hanging out in the hallway after that. Hallway Hallway hang. hangout. The first time that they're in that sort of back hallway. It's, like, place. kind of basement-y. There's, like, extra beds and, like, vending machines and stuff. Like, yeah. it's definitely out of the way. Maybe it's connected to the locker room or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, like, I totally have a setup for where it is in my head. Like, I'm picturing the hospital, like, when you read a book almost, and you're like, oh, yeah, I know how this is laid yeah. out, yeah. Um, so, Christina is talking about surgery, and mm-hmm. she calls it hot, marine, macho, hostile, hardcore. She has an issue with traditional femininity. And softness. And softness, yeah. And there's Stuff that's deemed girly. She's yep. not... She's not a fan. Yeah. And there's no problem with being more masculine, but to say that strength equals masculine is just not true. Like No, no. You could be a strong or masculine equals strength. That's Right. Neither, yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. So but she like loves um how how awesome surgery is and really wants to be in there. It's yeah. very clear. Yes. She wants to be in there and doing things and cutting people open. Yeah. <laughs> There's some there's some violence to her, <laughs> and so you, you get a little more character establishment in this scene. Izzy's being nice and trying to tell George, no, they're not calling you 007. And they absolutely are. And he's like, no, I heard I heard it. <laughs> they are calling me 007. Yeah. And Christina totally has George read. She says something about, or he he says, oh, I should have gone into geriatrics or something. Yep. And yeah. she says, no, geriatrics are for losers who live with their moms or, or like virgins who live with their moms or yeah. something. Or people who never have sex and live with in their mom's house. And George is like, oh, I gotta move out. <laughs> like, I knew your mom 
was cutting your hair in the kitchen. She like totally <laughs> knew. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then Meredith gets a page. Yes. 911. She has to run out. For Katie Bryce. Yeah. So she like run. She's like, oh, I gotta go. I think she's like excited, nervous. Like, yeah. this is me. Like, it's my this responsibility. This is my job. Yeah. Yeah. So she runs up all these flights of stairs and she's running and she runs to the room. She's so out of breath. And Katie's fine. Katie Bryce is totally fine. She's laying she, in bed. She had to go all exorcist just to get the nurse to page her. <laughs> so, yeah, she, like, faked a seizure to yeah. get Meredith there. And then all she wanted was for her pageant to be put on the TV because the stupid hospital doesn't get the ta- the channel. The channel, yeah. And Meredith does a classic breathy Meredith okay. moment. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Big uh, breath, okay, <laughs> big breath. Yes. And then her speech. Yes. And she's like, this is a hospital. People are dying. I am not a cruise director. Which is really good. Yeah. She's not. You're um, not. But uh, Katie cried wolf is the bottom line. Like, yeah. 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 Um, and then my next note is, Alex is a douche. <laughs> <laughs> well, first we have a little bit of Izzy trying to wake up Bailey. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll get to Alex in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Izzy is staring down the hallway at Bailey, who is sleeping in the middle of the hallway. You know, as, On a bed, but does. like... I, why I mean, it's you... just a, it's a regular hallway in the hospital. Like, I think, I, it feels like it's the same hallway that her and Burke had just walked down yeah. the previous season, like, previous uh, scene. scene. Yeah. And, I mean, she's just sleeping on it. Which, I mean, maybe all the on-call rooms are taken with the things that happen in on-call rooms. Perhaps. Often in Grey's. Maybe she just wanted, like, a quick nap or something. But I feel like even... They just value their sleep so much. Like, you would probably go somewhere, right? Yeah. So Izzy's kind of looking at her as like, oh, no. Like, I don't want to wake her up because she said not to wake me up. And But she has to. Yeah. She doesn't want to, but she's like, I need... Um, the Her patient needs a central line put yes. in, and she's never done it. And um, the nurse... what What's his name? We figured nurse it out. Tyler. Nurse Tyler, yeah. who we also see fairly often. Yep. Um, he's definitely a repeat character. He's kind of like the snarky nurse. He's like, you gotta go wake her up then. Well, well it's the thing of like, even if you bad. really don't want to, like, what, the bottom line is you have to. Like, yes. what are your real options here? It's yeah. like, either don't wake her up and mess up a central line, or you just have to wake her up. Like, yeah, so she wakes up Bailey, and Bailey is pissed as one would expect yeah, <laughs> yeah. As, Bailey is as very everyone expected, not happy. And she goes in and puts in the central line, <laughs> all angry, like in and, a huff. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, and then she, right in front of the patient, she says, um, "Next time you wake me up, he better be, or the, he better have like a a toe on a it, toe tag or something, which is what you have in a mortuary." Yeah, and they're not even out of the patient's room. No, and the patient looks at her after she says that. You see him in the background looking like. What? Like, oh my god. Yeah. And um, it's just, well, I don't know. There's something for, like, the effect of it and whatever. But, like, we know that Miranda's a professional. Like, she would have that conversation outside the room. Um, yeah. 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 So. But apparently she was just tired and cranky. And yeah. that's what she did. That happens. Oh, and everyone's tired. And Alex is a jerk is my next one. <laughs> yep, Alex is a jerk. So um, he's really condescending to a nurse when um, the nurse 
asks if he's sure that a diagnosis is right. Um, he and like he's he's an intern, a first year intern, just like the rest of them. He yeah. just started, and he is just the worst. Yeah. So he like tells her what he thinks. What well not he's like I know it's this, and she goes, "Are you sure?" And he's like, "Yeah, like I told you, blah blah blah." And um, yeah, and he walks over to Meredith at the at the station and. He's like, oh, I hate nurses or something. Yeah, and then Meredith is like, you know, it could be X, Y, or Z, though. And he goes, yeah, like I said, I hate nurses. Which, ugh, stop shitting on nurses, number two. Yeah, well, kind of three, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, and um, it's just like, it's, it's so not fair. And to, like, be that big-headed and think, like, you, there's no possible way you're wrong and nobody could be right but you, like, ugh. It's just not I mean, a good attitude. It's not a good look, and we all have met fellas like that. And some ladies, but a lot of fellas. Ladies, but it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> in, in my notes I have in some pretty uh, uh, cursive, fragile masculinity. Yeah, his masculinity is very fragile. It's so fragile. Yeah. So then it's also Meredith toxic. Yeah. <laughs> So Meredith's like, excuse me? And he says, well, if the white hat fits. Or she said, she, yeah, what does she yeah, say? Yeah, something like that. Like, like, did you just call me a nurse? Which is also kind of icky, like, that it's so, I mean, so offensive to her that she's being called a nurse, which. And she's not a nurse. She's not. But also nurses are great. And they're doing all the stuff that you guys don't want to do. So. Or can't. Or it. won't. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So. Um. Well, if the white hat fits. Ugh. Thanks, Alex. Alex. He's such a douche. Okay, what do you have next? Um, well, and then he's talking to another guy after Meredith leaves at the station, and George kind of comes up and is, yeah. like, he's, he's saying that Meredith is hot, and, like, is she single or something? And Oh, and then George is and like. And George is like, well, you know, I'm kind of friends with her. I kind of know like, her. He, know like, her. he's trying to, like, get in with the boys, and it's just and not. And they just, they blow him off. And yeah. he gets, he has like this funny little nose twitch when they like walk away from him, like his nose kind of flares. It's like, very Ugh. cute. Like he really he doesn't fit in with the I'm boys. Trying. He doesn't. You know he's not one of those like douchey dudes, so he doesn't quite fit with them either. And then no, he doesn't know how to do the locker room talk, which is fine. Which is great. Please don't do it. Literally don't, <laughs> especially if you're the president. Sorry. I yeah, just had yeah, to. Yeah, if you if you are in a place of authority, like say being a president or a doctor or a doctor or literally anyone, yeah. you don't have to like talk shit about people just to it's be considered cool. So the next thing I have is Katie seized. Yes, there is another nine one one page that Meredith gets, and she is she's still kind of fast walking, but she's not, there's not as much pep in her step as there was the first time. Right. She's like, oh, come on, Katie, again? Yeah. So she's getting there, but kind of taking her time, too. And then she sees people sort of rushing around outside, and she realizes, oh, maybe this is an emergency, and so she runs in. Yeah, she goes into the room, and there's, like, a lot of commotion, and all the other hospital staff... violently seizing on the bed. Yeah, all the other hospital staff is like, what do you want to do? And there's... She's the doctor. She's the doctor. There's heavy paged everybody. Like, have you paged Shepard? Have you paged Bailey? Yeah, she's asking, and then one of the nurses or whoever is like, 
I told you I did. Like, it's... Yeah. So, yeah. So they were paged. Just, so we know they were paged. We're just establishing that. Um, <laughs> and they're asking her, like, what do you want to do? And I just think about, like, okay, it's literally Meredith's day one on the job. And I'm assuming these other people have been there a while. And yeah. I just think, like, okay, if I was in a job like that where I had to listen to somebody that had been there for one day and I had been there forever, like, I would really oh, have a hard so time hard. with that. Yeah. Like, I would be like, hey, you might want to X, Y, Z. Like... Or yeah, but whatever. it's not. Yeah, that's not how it works. They it's can't. Not how it works. They're not supposed to do that. Yeah. Um. So Meredith gets the paddles or has the paddles brought, and she's gonna uh, paddle her. <laughs> she's <laughs> nice. Yeah. She's like, you know, you like get. She's about to put the paddles on Katie's chest, and whoever is like, wait, and like puts the jelly on it yeah. to like be a conductor, and mm-hmm. they pull Katie Bryce's um. Gown down. They pull the gown down, but it's not completely out of the way, which I get. Like, it's it's a child on TV. You can't show right. any boobs, you know, right. any cleavage. But but th- that would have started on fire. It definitely would have started it's on fire. It's dangerous. So, because, so that was just a TV thing. Yeah. You know. she Her heart, like, got all goofed from being in having a seizure for so long. So Meredith is like clear and like does the paddles and she does it a couple of times. And then she tells whoever like charge again. And they're like, you're supposed to do this other thing instead of the paddles. And she's like, charge again. And like makes them do it again. And then it works. Yep. And they, and so Katie is out of the immediate woods. Yeah. And then Derek comes in barreling and, and he just has this attitude, which yeah, like, it's his patient. It's his patient. And maybe if it wasn't Meredith, it would be, like, it would make sense. His sort of immediate anger at He's her. just, like, pissed at her. He's, he's very rage-filled, um, yelling, and, yeah. it's It just seems a little uncalled for. Like, yeah, be concerned and be upset, but maybe don't yell at her. Especially someone that you were just making googly eyes at not yeah. that long ago. It's very weird. So like as Meredith's kind of like walking out of the room and Shepard is yelling at her and then Bailey is yelling at Why her. Why didn't you page me? They did. Well, the nurse she was, said they did. She was told that they had been paged. Yeah. So that's, yeah. And know. Bailey's like, you don't page me when you get here. Like, because she's mad that Meredith didn't get there right away. And there's just like, Meredith is kind of walking out in a haze, like yeah. not really listening to anybody, just walking. And yeah, um, she's stunned, and she gets outside, and she's she's walking past. Christina sees her walking past. Yep, and is like, "Mayor, what? Like, what's, what's going on? What's going on?" Yeah, um, and follows her outside into the little courtyard, and Meredith goes over and pukes because she froze up yeah. in the rain, and. Uh, it was nice of Christina to follow her, I think. Yeah, make sure she's okay. They they had an immediate connection. They like, did. And you'll find out, like, Christina's pretty hardcore. So if it wasn't somebody she had a connection with, I think she Christina would have been like, oh, well, that person can't swing it. Bye. But, um, <laughs> yeah, she, like, makes sure that her friend is okay. And I think about that, like, okay, she just, this is, again, Meredith's first day. There's an emergency. She was in charge of this code. Like, mm-hmm. it was really stressful. She's getting yelled at. Yep. That and was her reaction to that extreme anxiety. Which, yep. Yeah. To I get it. Do it and then leave and then throw up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a lot. And um, she kind of, she tells Christina, like, don't tell anybody about this. And, um, and Christina has her back with that. Yeah, She's which like, is yeah. nice. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's the beginning of their friendship. It's beautiful. It's pretty cute. 
So then we talked to Mr. Savage, Burke's patient. Mm. Is that where you're at? Nope. I okay. have Derek getting yelled at. Oh, uh, yes. So Derek is talking to Katie's parents after that episode, and and Katie's dad is reaming him. She, he Dude. is so angry, and he is letting him have it, which, you know, it's kind of payback for the way that he was just yelling at Meredith. Totally. Yeah. But yeah. this was very public in the middle of the waiting room. Like, Katie's yeah. parents are... Well, so Derek is brain surgeon, and yes. seizures are a brain issue, and so the dad is like, what the hell? Like, you are the top brain You're surgeon. To, you don't know anything. You and can't figure it out. Like, we came here for a reason, which, like, I'm pretty sure when you get airlifted, you don't get to pick where you go, but yeah, maybe you do. I don't know. I don't know. I They probably, yeah, they probably didn't get to choose, but they probably were, like, the other hospital it was like, oh, let's Brought go them here there specifically because of that. Right? Yeah, because Derek Shepard is there. Yeah, he's the best. And so yeah, Derek's then we get yelled at. <laughs> um, shortly after that, he is on that sort of bridge in the middle of the hospital. Yeah, there's staring, kind of like a walkway overpass kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, staring out the big windows into the Seattle sunset. <laughs> Very, very dramatically, dramatic. yeah. <laughs> very pensive. Like, what? What is this what? problem? Why, Why is she seizing? Yeah, I don't know the answers. So <laughs> then we get into the room with Mister Savage, Burke's patient, and George is back there, being all reassuring, yeah. and um, and Burke Burke is very reassuring also, but in a very like I. I'm very good at what I do. Yep. Yeah. So Burke is explaining like whatever heart procedure that Mr. Savage is going to have. Yep. He calls it simple. And um, when he's like, yep, uh, you know, I'm good at what I do. And then um, Mrs. Savage is like, should I worry? Um, and Burke is like, well, there are risks, which is a very fair thing to say. Like the, he didn't say no. He didn't say yes. He said there are risks. Like, like be aware, but I'm really good at what I do. So, yeah. You know, he he felt confident about it. Yeah. As he does about most things. <laughs> yeah. So confident. So Burke leaves, and George is still there. Yep. And George says, don't worry. Like, he's going to be okay, I promise. Yeah. Oh, George. Oh, yeah, he promises. And it's... Don't. don't promise. No. Don't promise. As soon as he says that, you just feel like, oh, oh Georgie. I see where it's going. Oh. I know what's going to happen. Right. And Burke plays it very carefully, very professionally. It's very clear he's done this, you know, more than once. Yes. And George is like, don't worry. He's great. Like, he'll be fine. I promise. And yeah. It's, oh, boy. Eww. Yeah. Eww. So you kind of know, you're kind of waiting for that other shoe to drop, but. Yeah. Um, you so, can tell he's trying to be reassuring. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, in his mumbly, fumbly way. Yeah. And then uh, we are in a room with all the interns, and Christina is suturing a banana, as, as one she does. does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just to of, stay awake. Kind of a conference room. So Derek called all the interns together, and he has copies of Katie Bryce's file, and is like, okay, I need help. I can't figure this out. And you guys are going to help me do the research, and here's the prize. Whoever, like, figures it out can help this, help me and scrub in on the surgery, and it's a major procedure, and, like, 
this is kind of unprecedented for brand new interns. So like the appendectomy, I guess, is a relatively simple thing compared to brain surgery. <laughs> compared to brain surgery. Yeah. Uh, George, again, was talking about how he was reassuring his patient. He felt really good about it. Just, just Does he do you know, that? Yeah, he oh. does. And that, like, he's talking about, I'm helping people. I make them feel, like, he feels real good about how, oh, no. how reassured he was oh, no. making Gloria and Mr. Savage. Yeah. And Alex was a jerk again in of that course. scene also. And then there's that weird camera thing right at the end of that scene. Yes. Like that, that cut to commercial. Yeah. Where it's just sort of a... It's almost like a security camera footage. Yeah, it's like weird, like poorly rendered slow-mo, everybody grabbing copies of Katie's file. Yeah. It's really weird. It's strange. Yeah. Yeah. But then we see Christine and Mare walking out and teaming up and... Yep. So um, Meredith and Christina decide to team up. Mm -hmm. And Meredith is like, well, I don't want to scrub in, so if we get it, you can have it. And Yang is like, Um, great. And Christina's like, well, this is great because I only have to do half the work and I get the and surgery. And I get the surgery, yeah. sure. And then they're in the library, palling around on the floor, looking through things. Looking through old old books like old people do in the library. And um, Meredith wants to kind of talk about sex but doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah, and- well, Christina is wondering what, why Meredith doesn't want the surgery. Yeah. And Mare's like, well, you can't react. And she tells her about sleeping with Derek. Sleeping with Derek. <laughs> and then Christina is like, maybe it's a this. Like, suggests a medical <laughs> thing. And like, they just, wow. like, they play back and forth so nicely between, like, talking about their personal life, talking about the medical stuff. Like, there's no, nobody needs catching up. Like, everybody's on it. Everybody knows. Yeah, they're on the same page. They're on the same level, the yeah. two of them. Um, and so then... Meredith is talking about how annoying Katie is about her rhythmic gymnastics. Like, rhythmic gymnastics, I can't even say it. Yeah. Which is a fun little, probably an ad lib. It totally is. Yeah, it's like maybe uh, Ellen Pompeo legitimately couldn't say it. It was like, oh, I can't even say it. Because it doesn't sound like a scripted line, but they kept it in because it is kind of hard to say. Yeah. And um, then they sort of have this realization like, oh, wait, she fell. She did fall. What if... This is the thing. So then they run out of there. They run out of the library. They're trying to catch Derek. He's in an elevator. There's like a patient and a couple of other doctors. That elevator is full of other people who need to be places. (laughs) But they just, they hold the elevator open rather than him leaving or them getting in. Right. I'm, they hold it open. They keep holding (laughs) it and like the door keeps trying to close and they keep opening it. And like, I don't know if you've ever done that to an elevator, but at some point it starts dinging. And then if you keep holding it, it will quit. It will, like, stop working until the the elevator person comes to fix it. (laughs) So they keep doing that. And, like, the doctors are kind of, like, looking at Christina and Meredith. They they just seem interested in what's going on. They don't seem to They don't seem annoyed. An issue with what? Anyway, they're trying to explain their theory to Derek of, like, okay, so we know it's really rare, but what if... Like, like she does, pa- Katie does pageants. He's like, well, we got to save her anyway. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> no way a beauty queen is worth saving. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Stupid. Um, and so then they're like, we. this is our theory, that she fell during rhythm. And now I can't say it. <laughs> Rhythmic gymnastics. Rhythmic gymnastics. And it caused an aneurysm or whatever. Like and that's clot, why she's yeah. having seizures. 
And he's like, that's a good theory, but it's like one in a million. Yep. And so then he lets the door close and they're like, oh, man. And then he opens the door. And it's like, wow. Let's go see if she's one in a million. And they're like, yes, we, you know, he's going to take us seriously. Yeah. And then they, they were right. And they had done some tests in the intervening moments. And um, Derek is talking about that they're going to get her prepped for surgery or whatever. And that, um. And then Christina's like, hey, remember when you said that somebody could yeah. scrub in? She kind of reminds Derek. And Derek's like, oh, yeah, uh, Meredith, I'll see you in the OR. And Meredith doesn't say anything. Yeah. And he's he's still standing there, like, looking at the papers. And there's Mare's looking at Christina. And Christina's looking at Mare. And like, oh. There's absolutely an opportunity to be like, actually. But she doesn't do it. And no. then Christina's pissed. She's so mad. Because that wasn't the agreement. And that, yeah. So she's real mad at Meredith. <laughs> yeah, but Meredith does want to be in the surgery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so then Mr. Savage goes in for surgery, and George is waiting out, out in the scrub room. He's sipping on his juice bag. He has a juice box. Oh, Georgie. Georgie. Listen, okay, they tried so hard to establish him as, like, the baby. He is innocent and... <laughs> Childlike, yeah, he's not cherubic. even really watching the surgery. He's like working on some paperwork, and then yeah. Burke comes out because and... he's so sure that it's gonna be fine. Oh no! And then Burke comes out and he's like, "Oh, it's over already." You oh. And Burke's like, "No, nope, we couldn't even get him on bypass. It happened. There was just too much, yeah, too, too much, much damage. damage." Um, and George is, uh oh, oh no, George is like. What jaw mean? gaping like no I promised Gloria that he would be fine oh you promised oh. you what Burke is pissed <laughs> Burke is. and he's like only God can make a promise like that and I haven't seen him holding a scalpel like really dramatic Oof. like very dramatic very Burke like of course he brought God into the situation because he thinks he is oh, right God. he thinks he is God yeah <laughs> totally and it's like you know what it, George was in the wrong and I think there's a better way to reprimand somebody than be like, yeah. But you he really drove it idiot. home. Like, like, now you are the one who's going to have to tell Gloria. Yeah, you're the one that promised, so you're the one that gets to tell her that he didn't make it. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're back in the hallway hangout with the, the ladies. Ladies. Uh, Christina is mad. And Meredith's like, oh, Christina. Like, I didn't mean Come to. Come on. Like, uh, Christine says, no, if you want to be a shark, you be a shark. Then like, do it. She's, she's more angry about the fact that Meredith kind of went back and was a little weaselly. Yeah, she would it. have rather Meredith have been like, nope, I got it, and this yeah. is the thing. They probably still would have worked together. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. And um, it's like, she just doesn't like that, yeah, Meredith said she would be nice and then kind of wasn't. She's like, no, just do it. Just be honest. Just be a shark. And... um. Yeah. She calls she, her out on kind of her privileged circumstances. Yes. Her, her inbreeding. <laughs> yeah, which is yucky, if you would. <laughs> but she's like, you you know, you have this amazing surgeon mother and blah, blah, blah. And like, basically, like you don't need this. Some of us don't this. all have this. Yeah. Yeah. And that strikes a chord with Meredith that we don't quite understand why it's such a sensitive subject. But she like, seems but very once bothered. Again, once again, yeah, it's sort of building up the... There's something going on about her mother. The mom That we stuff. don't know about. Yeah. And now George 
has to go tell Gloria. <sighs> um, Gloria and two other adult people. Yeah. Who are presumably friends or family. It must be family because they stayed around. I don't know. Like maybe brothers or adult sons or something. Well, it's a guy and a it's a guy and a lady. Oh, is it? A man it? and a woman. Oh, I was thinking it was two men. No. Huh. I don't think so. Anyway, <laughs> there's people with Gloria, Mrs. Yes. Savage. And they are very excited when he walks over. Like, oh, they're kind of happy to see him. Like, great, it's George, that really sweet new doctor. Like, <laughs> that, that, that sweet doctor who promised me that everything would be fine. Uh-oh. And George goes up and has to tell Gloria, and he just mumbles and i'm <sighs> very surprised that no one asked him to repeat himself <laughs> yeah he mumbles he, he, died. he died he died yeah and uh gloria it is like beautiful acting moment from that actress wonderful um who just looks like you know your average midwestern mom but yeah yeah very so simple and like beautiful and just um, George tries to, like, I don't know if it's, like, go in for a hug or try and, like, comfort her. He did. Yeah, he tried to go in for a hug, and she says, thank you, and just sort of stops him. Yep. And and she just cries, and her crying is so good. Or, yeah. Like, no, I need you to leave me now, or yeah. you can go, or something. What is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, something like that, and it... Then the, the people Sends that she's away. with yeah. kind of comfort her as she's sitting down. And obviously George is, like, really torn up about it. That's not how he wanted the day to go. There's a clear personal interest in mm-hmm. this. And, um, yeah, it's sad. And, you know, that is part of being a doctor, but it is day one. Yeah, and, it's uh, day one. He's had a rough day. Yeah. <laughs> his, his day's probably rougher than everybody else's. Uh, Derek? Uh-huh. Um, shaving Katie's head, getting her ready for surgery, as, <laughs> as the head surgeon obviously would. There's, I, that's not happening. No, that would definitely be someone else. He'd have had Meredith do it, or you some. Know, it, there are like people that um, their whole job in the hospital is to move people and things from room to room. Yeah, like I don't know if that's a responsibility of theirs to like shave a patient. But I it feel just like doesn't it could seem be. like he would be the one doing that. Yeah. So he's shaving Katie Bryce's head and is having this little moment with Meredith, just the two of them. And yeah. Meredith is feeling bad that she got picked. Uh, not well. She's not feeling bad. She just wants to know: Did it, you pick me because we slept together or what? And he says, "Yeah, but it's a joke." Yeah, <laughs> and it's a good joke. It is a good joke. And he's like, "No, you're her doctor. Like you've been on like, this case. Yeah, you were on this case all the time." Which, yeah, fair point. That makes total sense. Yeah. And then he's like, "But honestly, it doesn't matter. Like you gotta, like you shouldn't." Nice sneeze, Tina. <laughs> He's like, you shouldn't care if that's why I picked you. Because like, I picked you. I picked you. And if you want to be a surgeon, you go do it. If you want to be a shark, be a shark. Right. So now we are out in the windowsill in the uh, little courtyard area where yeah. George and Meredith are hanging out. Kind of a little like breezeway sort of a thing. Yeah. They're definitely kind of inside outside. It's like a weird... Yeah, it feels like it's sort of a courtyard in the middle, like sort of an encapsulated, but... Yeah. No roof yeah. sort of situation, which seems like a hospital-y thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're talking about, like, wishing they had other dreams and their parents' expectations. And George is like, my parents, like, love telling people their son is a doctor. And, like, yeah, I should have been a postman or something. Yeah. Like, I'm dependable. I'd be a great sure. postman. <laughs> sure, George. Sure, dependable. And um, then Meredith is like, I mean, yeah, you know, my mom 
is this great famous surgeon like my mom didn't want me to be a surgeon she didn't think I could do it yeah, yeah. which is it, which crappy. tells you more about her relationship with her mother like oh yeah not, there's there's a lot of issues here yeah not very warm and fuzzy no um but I think that is an interesting kind of conversation to have with a new friend of like mm-hmm. What are your parents' expectations for you in your life? Like, <laughs> it's a real can of worms. <laughs> but um, it is interesting. You know, they both, they're both their parents have very different expectations, but yeah. they're still both struggling and in the same place. They're so. both having a bad first day. Yeah. It's not working out. It's rough. So then after that moment of woe is me, um, <laughs> Meredith is back at that one nurse's station and she sees Alex again being a jerk but this time Richard is there talking to Alex again in the one spot yeah where Alex was talking about a nurse uh, yeah crapping on the nurses yeah and Richard is there and is asking him what are you know the four W's yeah the five W's the five W's it's some kind of post-op infection like checklist almost Mm -hmm. and Alex is like the the five W's are, and he's trying to get his note cards out of his pocket. And Richard's like, "Not from a book, from your head." Like, yeah, you should know this. This is a teaching hospital. I'm bringing it back to that. (laughs) Yeah, yep. And Meredith is kind of overhearing, and she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna be a shark," and she jumps in with the answers. Yes. She jumps in with the answers, which I didn't write down what all the W's were. It's but like the, wind, walking, wound. I don't exactly the, remember. The fourth, the fourth W was walking. I know that because that's the one that she thought it was. Because Richard asks her, well, which one do you think it would be? Yep. Because the one that Alex thought it was is not the right one. Right. Because that's the easy one to guess without yep. doing the right tests. Yep. So she kind of calls Alex out and... It's a pulmonary umbilis walking. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she's right about this patient that we don't really know that she knows much about this patient. No, all but... she knows is from what Alex was talking to the nurse about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she takes that opportunity to be a shark and get it right and know the right answer. <coughs> and Richard is like, yep, you know, we're going to do what Gray said. We're going to do it that way. And then as he's leaving, he's like, I'd recognize you anywhere. Like, you're the spitting image of your mother. And so that kind of lets you know that the chief and Ellis, the chief and Ellis know each, know other. each other. Yeah, yeah. There's something sure. there. Um, and I don't know, like that many people that look that much like their parents that I'd be like, whoa. And also, when you see her mom, she doesn't look that much like her her mom. But yeah. maybe there's just some cadence that you know, yep. like sometimes you have little quirks that it's like, oh, they're related, sort of thing. Yeah, and if if Richard knew that. Ellis's daughter was somewhere in the group of interns. If he was like cued he, into yeah, that, yeah, he, he already knew who she was. Yeah, That's, yeah, he yeah. he just already knew. He knew. Yeah, um, yeah. So Meredith was right about that, and she was a shark, and it worked out for her. Yeah, so that makes her feel a little better. Makes her feel More peppier. Yeah, yeah, peppier. Uh huh. Yeah, like this. It, this was the right choice to yep. make. Yep. Um, and then we get. It's a beautiful day to save lives. Oh. Let's have some fun. <laughs> That's kind of the Derek's first, catchphrase. Yeah, his little thing that he does before every surgery. Yeah, it's nice. And it is sort of like a welcoming everybody in the room into the surgery and like, mm-hmm. let's do it. Kind of a little pep talk. And his surgical cap has fish on it. Yes, which um, tells us that he likes to fish. He loves to he's fish. He's an outdoorsy guy. Oh. You know, he's got his scruffy face and his long curly hair and he likes to fish let me ask you this can you have scruff if you're a surgeon 
I don't know. I feel like you definitely can't have a big beard because it would like get in the way. It it would be an issue, I think, like like a cleanliness issue. Yeah. But I also feel like they have some stuff, like Richard has his mustache and yeah. there's other doctors that have facial hair. Yeah. Sure. Well and you they're usually wearing a mask of sorts yeah. in the OR. So. I I think sorta of they wouldn't have scruff necessarily because of the uh, sort of casualness of it. Like it's not it doesn't seem very particularly professional. professional. Yeah. But he's Derek Shepard. Ah! He's just kind of <laughs> chill. He, yeah. he he's cool. He can do what he wants. I feel like that'd be especially tricky if your facial hair grew very fast. Mm. Uh, because they don't get to sleep a lot, because there's just not enough hours in the day. Yeah, they might be there for a couple days, so they're not going to be able to stay minty fresh all the time. Yeah. Sure. I just feel like that's maybe that not a fair standard if you yeah. can't have any. I don't know. But you can, obviously, because Derek has some. So. Yeah. so then we see Katie's surgery, and yep. Meredith is in there, and she's kind of like, okay, yeah, this is what I want to do. Got it. Yeah. yeah. It's nice. She gets to, like, look into the... I don't know, what is it, a microscope? Like, <laughs> whatever it is, into the little some thing. Some kind of thing where she can, like, see what's happening. Look into her brain. Yeah. Which seems scary. I wouldn't want to do that, I don't no. think. But Meredith is into it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, this is really cool. This is what I went to school for. This is what it's all about. Yes. Yep. Yep. And then we see Izzy has to wake up Bailey again. Oh, Izzy. And sort of a montage with Meredith's voiceover again, sort of tying everything up. Yep, yeah, a lot of the episodes begin and end with a voiceover. It's a, a pretty nice, like, story, easy story thing. It kind of sets thing. a theme, sort yeah. of like a vague theme for what's going to happen or, yeah. Yeah. Kind of an idea of what the storyline is. Yep, totally. From that. And, yeah, so Meredith loves surgery now. She's very happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we have the end of the surgery they're all or Meredith's sitting in the hallway after just sort of high from (laughs) (laughs) yeah so happy yeah and Christina comes up to her yep and they kind of reconcile in a certain way but they don't want to do the thing the thing which is kind it kind of harkens back to the very first episode um with Derek or the very first scene with Derek um, where she's like, oh, we don't have to do this thi- that thing. We don't have to do that thing. Where we, like, pretend we had a great, like, whatever, yeah. and a big connection in the thing. And it's just nice that Christina has kind of the same lingo. Like, she's already she, on that level. They yep. get it. Yeah, she calls it the same, by the same name. It's like, we don't have to, we do, don't that have to do that thing. thing. Or one of us cries, and we do the thing. And Meredith's like, nah, we're good. Like, yeah. gotcha. Yep, we're cool. Everybody's cool, and, um, it, it yeah, yeah, they don't want to have goes. that big moment, and it yeah. does kind of define their friendship. Yeah, yeah, they're just kind of cool, cool yeah. chicks. They also, don't need the big messy emotional stuff. Listen, you could still be cool and love big messy emotions. <laughs> it's <laughs> true. It's true. Just saying, <laughs> as a big crybaby, I just mean fine. cool rather than like like cool headed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like oh, they're the cool kids because they don't have emotions. No, like, but they kind of are. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then she leaves and Derek comes out and he's writing stuff down and he's 
looks over at Mare and and she's like, <laughs> I don't know why people do drugs. <laughs> oh my gosh, her, it is the weird. cheesiest like like oh that was such a high. I don't know why anybody does drugs. Like, well, it's okay. just kind of goofy, and she's just saying dumb stuff, and he just is looking at her with these eyes. Like he just, he's not hearing what she's no, saying. No, he does not care what he she's just saying. Likes her so much. Yeah, it's really cute. And then he's like. Okay, I gotta go do a thing. Like, he has to, like, he's like, I have to go, but I don't wanna stop looking at you. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> cute. It's sweet. Yeah, and like, I don't know, you big surgery, your first one. Like, and she's very, she's very excited, excited about that. And she's probably more excited about that than him. He is excited about her. About like, her, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a sweet moment. Yep. We um, get a little more voiceover, and everybody's leaving work. Yeah. And uh, there are beautiful fashion moments in that. Oh, man. Yeah, Izzy's got, like, nice low-rise jeans on. and Yeah, like a green jacket and, I don't know, sort of a crop top almost. Like It's like a, a little, belly shirt. It's a little midriffy. Yeah. I mean, that's probably more the jeans' fault than the shirt's fault. Agreed. Yeah. Very low. Baby, baby doll tee and a little uh, low-rise, low-rise. Oh, man, that double low-rise. <sighs> Um, yeah, and George has got, like, a yellow, like, t-shirt and a big, like, coat with the fur, um, yeah, like, Christina's around the collar. Yeah, Christina's got a motorcycle jacket, a red motorcycle jacket, and she's carrying a helmet, so, so you know she's a badass. You know yeah. she's a badass. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a nice moment of them all being like, oh, we made it, like, we got We're through done. the first we one. We get to go home and sleep, finally. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you kind of find out that... Meredith's voiceover, it's its not a voiceover. She's talking to someone. She's telling someone this. Yep. Yeah. Um, and we see her in kind of a retirement home, kind of like a care home. Yeah, some sort of nursing home. Yeah. Yeah. And she's sitting um, next to a woman who's sort of like fiddling with her watch and yeah, not really she's listening. fidgeting with her watch. She's not totally there. Um. And then you figure out that she's, this is Ellis. Like, yep. she, she calls her mom. Yep. And Meredith is there in her Dartmouth t-shirt, or sweatshirt. Yeah, she's wearing a Dartmouth shirt, so you're like, oh, hey, she went to Dartmouth. Okay. Or she's been there. I yeah. don't know. You don't have to go places I mean, to maybe. get the merch. Yeah, she just <laughs> But I think she did go thing. there. I think that's yeah. where she went. Yeah. And Ellis kind of looks at her, kind of comes to a lucid moment in a kind of way, and is like, are you the doctor? And Meredith is like, no, mom, like, I'm not your doctor, but I am a doctor, which is kind of a nice moment where she's, like, she's, yeah, proclaiming it, like, I am a doctor. Yeah. After these things that went on today, I am a doctor. Yeah. And then Ellis is, like, I think I was a doctor once. Yeah. And so it's clear that, like, her mother is this huge legend that has no memory of her yeah, glory days. she has Alzheimer's. She's... Yeah. Like pretty serious memory loss yep. and um yeah and it must have come on quick the way that it it's sort of set up because of how recent everyone sort of has memories of her being an well, amazing surgeon yeah yeah and she's not that old like no, no. the the age distance distance 50s. between her and Meredith right and usually Alzheimer's happens a little later but there is a kind called early onset Alzheimer's yeah. which seems to be what Ellis is afflicted yes. with so yeah um yeah but she kind of has this moment with her mom and yeah um I mean her mom doesn't know who she is clearly she asked her if she yeah. was the doctor like she's like okay yeah she's not sure she's a little nervous she's fidgeting yeah. Yeah, so that's Ellis and Meredith and... Yeah, it brings around the 
whole theme throughout that there was something going on with the mom and yep like why why is this that way why yeah. is this a touchy subject yeah yeah um and i think that's it for episode one yeah it pretty right much there, right yeah i i think all the only other thing i really wrote was some little character notes on everybody yeah go for it um like derek was dreamy haha <laughs> will uh, good hair <laughs> yeah um and Meredith is complicated and conflicted and a little mysterious. She's got some secrets. Yeah. Christina is super type A, best in class. Yes. Hardcore. Go-getter, shark, hardcore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, George has good bedside manner, I guess. <laughs> but he's... He goes too he's far. <laughs> and he's a mess. And he's very pathetic. Oh. Yeah. Pathetic is a really good word for him. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just kind of... Sad. It is a little most sad. of the time. Oh, baby. <laughs> Izzy is sunny and bubbly, and she just optimistic, and emotional. Bright. Yeah, totally. Uh, Bailey is awesome. She's the queen. Yeah, and she's just doesn't mess around. Yeah, she doesn't mess around. Alex is a jerk. Yep, he's sort of the bad boy caricature. Total at jerk. this moment. Like, yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of depth to him at first. <laughs> no, no. And Burke is pompous is yep. what I had for him because he's just yeah kind of hoity-toity yeah and then the chief is kind of like seemingly the father figure yeah kind and yeah um, but but also like not here to take any shit like no he's kind of the teacher the papa bear like he's yeah. the yeah sort of the wise older male figure that is yeah. in a lot of shows and movies that sort of trope where they're yeah. The leader, the yep. the wise man, I yeah, guess. Yes, totally. And then I just had a note that I love how fresh-faced everyone is. Because in, yeah. in the first few episodes, maybe, or the first season, maybe, no one wears a lot of makeup. Like, there's you see a lot of lip gloss. Ooh, girl! <laughs> but beyond the lip gloss, it's very, you see that it's their natural skin. Yeah. Everyone is fresh-faced. They have great skin. Pretty dewy. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's, not, like, big winged eyeliner or anything like that. Like No, no. And it's, it makes sense because it's the hospital. They're not going to be wearing a lot of Right, right. Makeup. Yeah, they're not, like, done to the nines for work. No. Um, I liked that. It's very realistic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very chill. Super good. Yeah. So that's episode one of Hard Day's Night. Uh, we're going to continue on with hopefully an episode a week um, about mm-hmm. each episode of Grey's Anatomy. We're going to um, do our best for you. We'll really try. <laughs> we'll try. Um, do you want to tell them our Instagram? Yes. Our Instagram is... Shades of Grey's Pod. It's at Shades of Grey's Pod. Shades of Grey's Pod. Um, Grey's and with I an do e. have a few, yes, Grey's with an E, like Meredith Grey. Yeah. And I do have a few things already up there, like the picture of the toilet brush, which yeah, is yeah. just the best. It's very quirky. It's um, so funny. <laughs> and then if you want to email us, you can email us at shadesofgrayspod at gmail.com. Um, so, same kind of handle there in mm-hmm. Instagram. Um, and I think that's it. That sounds like it's it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We hope that you'll join us next week for another episode of Shades of Grey's, a dark and twisty podcast. Goodbye. Later. Later.